Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today's guest, again, We've never met. I'm just seeing her beautiful face on the screen for the first time. Love her message because that's really, she's again, speaks my language. She is all to remind us. And I'll start with, she is a single mom. And in her words, because I stalked her social uh, media, she was knocked off course but has come to realize her story is still being written. Love it on a thousand levels. And that's what we need to remember. It's, you know, pencils have erasers for a reason. But here's what I really love, love, why I needed to talk to her and have her talk to and deliver her message because her message to moms, let's not just survive but let's discover how to thrive. All right, words to live by. And my pleasure to welcome Shatilla Monet. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I loved that post. I was, and uh, okay. So before we get on to the love fest, tell us about you. Okay, so with that being said, I know where to start. <laughs> and that, that's at the beginning. Um, just to give a little bit of context, okay? So let me go back a little bit. My mom was a single mom. She had me young in high school. So for her, it was, you know what? I'm going to make sure that you grow up. You get a good education. Like you get to experience the life that I never did. You're going to be able to go off to school. You're going to have the career and all these things. You're never going to have to walk in the shoes that I did. That was her one thing, right? right? So that transferred to me. And of course, school came naturally to me. You know, if I could stay in school the rest of my life, I would. That That's just me. So I naturally excelled in school. Plus, this was like her vision for me. So it was just like the perfect storm, right? So I'm on the fast track to, you know, the awards and the accolades and the star student. And, oh, she's going off to EGA. And, you know, she's going to have this great career. Fast track to like, you know, the, the perfect life, right? I had worked so hard for it. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I did everything I was supposed to do. I'm going to have this great career, um, live this you know, great life. And then life hits <laughs> in a marriage where ultimately, because I was kept so far away from men and boys and dating, you know, like growing up, I had no idea how to pick. <laughs> I had no idea how to qualify a man. I had no idea what to look for like, in a relationship. For me, because I had like father wounds, there was a lot of brokenness with inside of me. And so what that did, it, it created this desperation to be loved. So here I am and I end up in this relationship and it's a toxic person who found a toxic person and they were together to fulfill voids. And that's what happened. And ultimately that's like, once again, the perfect storm for, you know, things kind of coming to a head and not working because the foundation is not there. The foundation is not built on the right thing. So ultimately, it leads to divorce. So unfortunately, I find myself 
as a single mom. And, you know, a lot of people, they talk about like grieving divorce and it's like a person died. And, and I'm like, I didn't experience that. You know, my grief came in with trying to reconcile the, the fact that, wow, literally <laughs> my entire life, I worked so hard to not be a single mom. And look where I am now. And I fought fought so, and I was like, this is not supposed to be my life. This is not supposed to be my story. You know, I'm supposed to be doing great things. I'm supposed to be, you know, achieving. And I was so afraid of becoming stuck because that's all I saw in my community. You know, growing up, that's all I saw is single moms. That's all I saw is people with a bunch of potential becoming stuck. And then I was also specifically told, well, you have kids now, so it's not about what you want. You know, it's, yeah, you got to put them first. So pretty much like whatever dreams you have, like you should have thought about that before you had kids. (laughs) Newsflash, too late. Let's keep moving, Captain Obvious. Like, all right, come on. Uh, But it created a fight within me um, because I actually started feeling that when I was married. I actually started working at an investment real estate firm and I loved it, but it was a, it was a growth curve. And so it was a kind of thing, you know, it's, it's commission. So you can work around the clock and that the office I was in, it was very like young frat boy kind of office. I'm like the only female agent in there that they've ever hired. So I hear I come this young, like mom life and it's like, yeah, it's like bachelor pad office, you know, where it's like first come, first serve and sales. And so it's like two completely different worlds. And that's where this, this mission started for me, because I literally felt the pressure of, okay, it's not working. I'm trying to sell in this career, but I'm quite literally being held back, like in my relationship. So it's like, okay. I have, I was almost like given the choice, like, do you want the career or do you want to be a good mom and wife, you know, because you can't have both. And it created this fire in me because I'm just like, how many women, how many women experience this where they have children and it's like, oh, well, you know, whatever those dreams and goals, you can just, you can just knock those to the side. (laughs) Because it doesn't matter anymore, you know, especially if you're married, you, you have a husband to think about and to take care of. You have one or more children that you need to take care of. So where do you have room to think about a purpose or the dream or what you want to do? You know, the whole day might have gone by. You didn't even brush your teeth yet because you have this newborn, you know, <laughs> you're just like. Well, that, that's always that's a good day when that happens. The shower is the bonus. <laughs> that's the, end of the reward at the end of the day. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's where this passion was like birthed for me because I felt it. And then I also was at the same time watching my, the fallout of my mom putting everything into just being a mom. And so when we were left here, she is in her forties and literally like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I like because for literally her entire, every, every dream, every goal she may have wanted for herself. It's like, nah. I have kids. No, I can't go back to school. I have my kids are in school, you know? So that's, that's what birthed this passion for me. And, and like you said, I, I don't too often as moms, we, we are, it's just like, if I can just make it to bedtime, if I could just make it to, they're sleeping through the night. If I could just, oh, when they get in high school, you know, then it could be better. Then maybe I can like have a better life, but no, like I want moms to, to get to a space where even in the midst of motherhood, they're creating an environment where they're thriving, not just surviving through their days. So, And that's such a strong word. And there are so many good words out there that is pretty much in my top five because it says so many things. It says, A, you're doing more than okay. It says, you've got this, you're strong. It says, even if, you know, you you run into the brick wall, that's okay. Pick it up, maybe go around it, maybe go on top of it. Maybe, oh, maybe there's a door. It brings with it this, you know, tenacity of, pardon my language, because I'm like, ah, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm going, get out of my way. Move out of my way. And I think it's so important as mothers you've got these little people yours are little how, Two how are your children? 
two and ah, yeah. wonderful ages. Yeah. Ah, so and mine are ancient. I got the 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 checkered flag. Yay! I have almost 35, 32, okay. and 25. I got a lot to say of what you think it is and really how it is and what's so important. And again, I love the fact that you, you want to, not only you got your awakening and your awareness and, and you got that from your mother, you know, you knew that's what she wanted for you. And again, best laid plans, but it had to happen your way so that you got this wonderful discovery and now think of, you know, how many out there are going to hear you and you're going to help as you fix their crown and say, ladies, we're still people. Uh, you know, we, we started into this world as daughters. We were someone's daughter first, maybe a sister, then obviously a friend, perhaps an aunt, perhaps, a, you know, then you became a mother, then you became a wife or whatever that order is. But it's a role. It's still just a role that we play. So it's so important to know. And I think you want to show your children what they're capable of, not just tell them, but show them. Show them that, yes, you, you work. And yes, you work hard. And yes, oh, you know, well, this is when mom goes for her mani-pedi to go see her friend. This is her, whatever that time is, and that's time away from the children. And that's still okay, because it's still telling them you're a priority. You know, we are as much as a priority as we make our children the priority. That is, I think, a message that gets lost in this, you know, Pinterest world of perfection where, you know, we just want to have great Instagram pictures of, oh, isn't this just great? And it's so easy to, no, it's not, not easy, but that's okay. But that's okay. It's, you know, some days, gold star days. Wow, that was that went pretty well. Other days, let's just let's hope for tomorrow is uh, <laughs> turn the page and you know if you can learn something from it, fantastic. And so your message and tell me, did you do this on your own? Did you just start? Do you work with a coach? Um, do you journal? How are you getting all of your enlightenment? Oh, for myself. So, well, it started with me. So I was actually, I'm still in the midst of my marriage and, you know, you have a baby, things change. Your sex drive is out the window. You know, you're lethargic, you know, there's a, you not get in sleep, you know, you're kind of running on eat all these things. And so what had started to happen in the midst of becoming a new mom and also kind of being in this, the dynamic of our relationship, I really became like disassociated from myself. I felt like a shame myself. And also the messaging that I was getting that, hey, you, you need to do this better or this isn't right or whatever. So in my mind, I internalized that and I'm like, okay, well, if I just fix me, if I fix myself, then everything will be fine. You know, then all the problems will be solved because these are my issues, you know, so let me figure out how to fix them. So what I did at the very start of my journey is I sat down and actually, so what I, the event that I was telling you about today, that's where I kind of took the ladies back to the very beginning. And the very first question that, that came up for me was, who am I? Very simple. It's a very simple question on the surface. But when it kept coming up on different, like, you know, like things about you, kind of like things that I was looking at questionnaires, I would always skip it. I would skip it because I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Do, do the easy ones first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then mm -hmm. I'm just like, what do you like to do? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that either. <laughs> and so, but I never answered it. And when I did, I first attempt at trying to answer it. It was something like, um, my name is Shatila. I'm from Gainesville, Georgia. I graduated from the University of Georgia. I'm now married with two boys. What is that? What is that? That's a string of labels. That's all of that. That tells me nothing about my core, my passions, my dreams, what makes my heart break. Where am I going? It tells me nothing about who I am. It's a string of labels. And so... 
But what that did in me attempting to just answer that and to look into the mirror is it, it forced me to look at myself, to really look at myself because I had spent so much time like thinking about my child or my husband or the, the marriage or problems or whatever. It forced me for a second to just look at Shatila and do some remembering, do some reflecting. And so what I started doing is asking some hard questions and being honest with myself. Because a lot of the times we have these answers that kind of bubble up and we're like, no, 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 no. And we like bat them away, right? Um, so what kind of... Oh, so one of the ones that I had to be really honest about, when did my life start looking like this? You know, I was on a completely different trajectory you know, I'm, I'm on my own. I have my career. You know, I'm living in New York. I'm flying with Delta, you know, seeing the world. And now here I am back at home living in a one room with my husband and two children, you know, no job in this, this marriage. How did, like, what happened? What happened here? Yeah. And, I, yeah and I had to be honest, finally, and say, when I allowed this person in my life, when I allowed this person in my life, my life started going downhill. And I, I had to finally be honest with myself about that. And it, it was a hard truth. It was a hard pill to swallow because it's like, this is the person that you married. And you're admitting that when you allow them in your life, it brought chaos in your life. And that's what happened. I allowed chaos in my life and I called it love. And so, um, yeah. Do you think that some people come into your life as teachers and for reasons? Yeah, I think that some people can be. I think that at the time for me, I think at the time it was a test for me <laughs> to see where I was because I did have so much brokenness and desperation within me to be loved and for the first time somebody was like you I see you I want you and just showered me with this love even if it was toxic but see there was a toxic wound within me so even if it was a healthy love I probably would have rejected it and I think I did that to people in the past I think I pushed people away who tried to give me like healthy love and like sabotage those relationships but this one I clung on to with the the death life grips, you know, like, like no, mm -hmm. this is the one, you know, this is the because one. It, but I love yeah, him, of yeah. course. So even though the flags yeah. were there from the very beginning, from literal day one, the flags were there. But it's just like, no, 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 no. He sees me. He gave me this validation finally that I had been seeking since I was twelve. And so, yes, I think that some people do come into your life and maybe it's supposed to be for a moment. Maybe it's supposed to, to teach you something, but sometimes if we're not in a healed space, we can't see it as such. We can't take the lesson. And unfortunately it ends up kind of take it. We allow it to take us in a different direction and it's okay. You know, like you said, there's an eraser, you know, and we can circle back around and we can get back on track. And that's the beautiful thing about life. But yeah, some people aren't meant to stay. <laughs> for sure. Some people are meant to stay. But the beautiful thing is, even through all of that, even through all of the, the pain and whatever, like I am a firm believer that there's purpose in your pain. It's God doesn't allow things to happen arbitrarily. Like he's just like, well, you're going through that. I, I hope it goes well for you. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Let me know how that turns good out. Good luck. You know, no matter what yeah. it is, he literally can take it. And like, that's just like the awesomeness of it. Like no matter what it is, however it turns out, he can literally take it and use it for your good. And that is exactly what he has done with the situation. So, yeah. You are, you're just, you're flying so high. Like the minute you came on, I'm like, oh God, I love her energy. <laughs> and just, I, I, you know, I can't even imagine where you were because you're, you know, you, you're lighting up, I'm sure you light up the room, you're lighting <laughs> up the computers, like it's, it's just emanating out of you. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's actually in that post that you were referring to, that's kind mm -hmm. of what I was talking about. Like I had gotten into such like a, a dark kind of place because it's just like, I would have been completely unrecognizable. 
you know, to you. And even like the people around me, they, they saw it. They saw like the slow decline. They saw the, the place that I found myself. Um, and what really kind of woke me up is I was having a conversation with my little sister. I think I had separated at this point. And um, she was just, because I always wanted to be a good example. I always wanted to, um, like you talked about showing your children. Well, for me, that's where it started with my little sister. You know, I wanted to be that example of like, hey, this is how you, you know, be good and do good in school. And I wanted to live that out for her to see and be, you know, just a great big sister. And so here I am having this conversation with her and she's telling me these things and how she sees my marriage and how she feels like it's completely changed me. And it just broke my heart. It broke because I was like, wow, this is the, it was what she's seeing. Did it break it though? Also, because deep down you knew it. And sometimes it sucks hearing someone else say like, you're like, oh my God, is it that obvious? Yeah. And I, and I think that was a part of it too, for sure. Because it's like, I didn't, I didn't know it was that bad. Because people around me, they, they weren't really saying anything because I had become very protective you know, of him. So when they said, I'm like, no, 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 you just don't understand. You just and they started to keep their opinions to themselves. So at that point, they were starting to have more conversation with me. Um, but to hear her say that basically the sister that she knew, she wasn't there anymore. Oh, that just like tore me up because it's like all I ever wanted to do was to, to be a good example in that light. And I, I finally get into this marriage and it's supposed to be this beautiful thing in my family. And and I'm allowing you to see me crumble behind a man in the way that I'm being treated. And I'm just taking it and I'm not standing up for myself and I'm not remembering who I am. And I'm allowing myself to just com- get completely sucked away. And you, you're watching this whole thing. I don't want, I don't want you to think that this is okay, you know. And so, yeah, it, it like tore me up for sure. Yeah. So with that revelation, <laughs> how do you, how do you? I, I want to say you would have to do some sort of healing, self healing, self forgiveness, self a lot of grace, you know, you got to really break down to build up, you know, the Phoenix always rises from the ashes. So how do you start to do that? What was your process? Yeah. So I always like to say that you can't heal from it if you don't walk through it. Like that's kind of like my little slogan, because a lot of times when it comes to pain, we want to just like shush it away. We want to just like push it down. We don't want to deal with it. You know, if we're going through a breakup or whatever, we just want to like stuff our face with food or ice cream or whatever and just avoid it and just drown it out. But we can't do that because we actually make it worse because it's still there. And oh, it, it doesn't go away. No, right, it, has it just problem. waits. It's, it's very patient. It's waiting, just waiting. for you, you know, to pop <laughs> back up and sabotage the next whatever. So if we don't be there, or if we're not very intentional about walking through it, and yes, it hurts. And yes, it's, it's painful. And yes, you might feel like everything is like collapsing around you, but there is a light on the other side. So if you could just get to, if you could just get through it, there is the other side, but that's the key part is, is walking through it. And so that's what I had to do when I was coming out of that relationship. One of the very first things that I, I had to start doing was taking accountability because I was not going to be bitter. I was not going to be scornful. I was not going to say, well, well, he did this and, and he was like this and he did. No, I was not going to do that. Irregardless of whatever, what I first had to do was say, okay, well, where was I? that I allow this in my life because nothing can just happen to you know like I allow this in my life I first took accountability for that and there's so much power in that and not playing the victim so I took responsibility for my part in allowing this and then that allowed me to say okay well what was broken within me to where I allow this where this was okay this was acceptable for me and so that's also in part of that journey of healing it started it allowed me to start like looking within and addressing like those father wounds or even in becoming like when I first started dating as a single mom, these new insecurities started popping up because I felt like damaged goods. I felt like no longer am I like the superstar girl who who went out to college and has this great degree and, you know, take her to your parents. Now I'm 
oh, I'm just oh, the single mom. Right. It's like, really? Oh, she has kids. Yeah. It's, you feel like you're being looked at like that. Like, really? Out of all options, like you've never even been married before. You don't even have, like, this is what you would go for. So uh, it brought up a lot of insecurities. But what I, my whole, I guess my buzzword is being very intentional. Like, I, I felt that, but it's like, okay. I'm not just going to sit on it. I'm going to, I'm going to address that. And I'm going to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And I have to deal with it. What is the source of that? What is the root of that? And, you know, it took all the way back to childhood of this striving for perfect perfection. And I know you, you know, speak a lot about that. That was my whole, it was like, I, I had to be this like golden child. You know, that was the label placed on me. That was the expectation. Yeah. That, was on me. Yeah. that is uh, you live and, and you, and you, checked off every box and you didn't want to disappoint yes. it was determined for you and you you went along yes you went right along right along with that path yeah and then most recently is bringing god in the picture that's what really so i had started doing the healing work which is kind of like looking at myself in the mirror and confronting myself but at the beginning of this year when i really brought god into it like and i i had this moment where I was like, you know what? And I'll, and I'll be honest, I'll tell you what sparked it. Like I said, I had started dating, but I kept finding myself in like these situationships, you know, like this like new thing. You know, I had been so far removed from dating, but that's like the new thing, right? Like we're going to, we're going to act like this is a relationship, but we're not going to put any labels on it. So there's no <laughs> responsibility. There's no boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> we're hanging out. We're talking. <laughs> like, I don't. I need black or white. Like, that's how my mind works. What is this gray area stuff? What is this? So I kept finding myself in these, like, situationships. And I'm just like, what? I was spending time with someone, you know, long, long time, like, college friend or whatever. And this, like, heavy situationship, right? And then I I had stayed the night. I woke up that that, um, next morning. And there's, like, another woman's hair, like, all of the bathroom. And I'm like. Oh. Hmm. But once again, we're in this gray area. So there's no responsibility to, you know, be loyal to me. And that's like the detrimental thing about like this new dating thing where there's no like rules or, you know, they're so free to do whatever they want to do. So long story short, that that's what sparked something in me. I got home and I was like, okay, God, I was like, I'm so done trying to do this on my own. I was Hmm. like, I'm finally giving everything to you. Not like, you know, most things, but I'm going to, I'm going to be the God over my relationship life. I'm giving you everything. Okay. I'm getting my, my relationships, my finances, my dreams, my desires, my career, my goals, all of it. I haven't been able to figure it out on my own. I've been trying and I, I have not been able to figure it out on my own. So can you take it? (laughs) I'm fully submitting myself to you. I just want your will. And when I did that, it was like, I realized that's when he could finally use me. Now I was in a position where he could finally use me because when we're like, you know, walking around like, Oh, I got it under control. You know, and we're so full of our, well, we know better. We, we, I mean, he just created, but we know better. Yeah. (laughs) I got it. I I can take care of it from here. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we walk around. He can't pour into us. But I feel like, wow, when I empty myself and I just present myself as a willing vessel, then he can pour into me. Then those desires that he placed in my heart, he can fulfill them in the way that he literally planned before I was even born. And I'm like, it seems so revolutionary. (laughs) But it's like, instead, we kind of walk around like, yeah, you made me and everything, but I think um, yeah, I got it. I got it from here. Thanks. Live and do what I, I need to do, what I think is best, um, and just leave them out of the picture. So that has been what has specifically pushed me further into purpose because now I don't have to strive for perfection. And I'm, you had said something. I, I wrote it down because I wanted to touch on. Oh, in your your first episode, how you said perfection is a form of procrastination. I was, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm the queen. I'm the queen. So that's what Uh I experienced. This like analysis paralysis was yeah, where it's like all these things that I want to do, but I want to start, like I want to finish. 
ever actually start because I can never get that finished picture. It's the procrastination because again, uh, you know, and, and again, it's all fear-based of it'll never be good enough. And what's that? What will they yeah. think? Yeah. You know, the, they, 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 they. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. But they're out there. Right. They're just dirty. I'm sure they are. And it's really a matter of what you give attention to. And I always and people are very, very free with their opinions. Thank you. But yet I'm like, I could either, you know, shrug my shoulder and be like, uh-huh. Or I usually do say duly noted. Hmm, yeah. Thank you. And I keep walking. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'll take it into consideration. Yeah. Thank, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they feel the need to to have to say, but the procrastination part, because again, I I won the gold medal in it many Olympic years. And for what? It was, it's so fear-based. And then it'll be, well, no, I can't until, 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 until. Or just like with this podcast just press record. It wasn't. And that, and literally when I wrote the introduction with that line, I wrote it with probably in, in a five minute span because I had to get it uploaded by a deadline. And I had literally three minutes left. Well, it's beautiful. And it's very, Thank you. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. So that's when you said that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like, if this isn't the truth, but, and I was, I was thinking about that. And I was like, literally the only thing that knocked me out of that mindset was when I gave it all to God. And I was like, there's so much freedom in that. There's so much the fear and that pressure of being perfect is taken away from you when you realize you're not in control. When it's like, oh, wow, all I have to do is you'll give me a step and then I act on that step and then you'll give me the next one and then I'll act on that. And that's literally what has happened this entire year. He has, he has been breadcrumbing me into, and it's led all the way up until, like I said, hosting my first event, which came together in like a matter of weeks. It was like, and in my, this is something that I've wanted to do for like years, right? And it came together so fast that even last night I'm freaking out and I'm like, I can't do this. Like my mind is like, what are you doing? Imposter syndrome. <laughs> what makes me yeah. think I can? Why do they want to come? What if nobody came? How many people attended your event today? Yeah, yeah. It was only five people. And you know what? I think that before it would have been like, well, my ego would have been so wrapped up in it. And I would have been like, the success would have been determined by the turnout. But what I realized is, no, my success is in my obedience because I know that I've wanted to do this, but I know specifically this one was God. I mean, he provided the building, literally everything. I know this one was God. So I was like, you know what? My success is in my obedience, right? And my success is in people walking away saying, wow, I took away value from that. And that's what happened. So for me, it was a, it was a slam dunk, you know? And that's, I think that's part of why I'm so just like on this high. <laughs> I did it, you know, like I, I did it. And now he can use that. And now he can give me the next step, you know? And so that's the only thing that's been able to alleviate that need for perfection because I realized, well, wait, I'm not in control. I can just rest in his plan. You know, he sees the future. So who better to follow, you know? So so with all of this, uh, so 2021, obviously, I'll say pivotal, a surrender, you're opening yourself up for guidance, you're receiving guidance. It definitely, I didn't know you before, but something tells me if you had a conversation with your little sister, she would be like, hey, old friend, now I recognize you. And then how has, and do you think that, how has that affected because it, it has such a um, domino effect on on everything that you do and how and everything that you bring to everybody with your children. Oh wow! You had kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier about like showing them, you know, being in a position of showing your children. Because um, a lot of times, what sometimes when we're overwhelmed in parenthood, what it defaults to is just do what I say. You know, I don't have time for all the explanations. I just need you to do it for whatever. You know, and I found myself because, you know, being a single mom, there's just so much on your plate. There's so much you have to contend with, especially when they're so little. There's just so much going on. And so 
I kind of found myself in these moments where I was letting that overwhelm kind of dictate my patience and I was shorter with them. And I was of more course. Them. And it's just like, well, they're just children. They're just children. And so um, what this has done is it has allowed me to, because um, I kept walking around like everything is on my shoulders. Everything is on my shoulders. And I kept repeating that. Well, okay. Well, if you want to keep carrying everything on your shoulders and just keep repeating that mantra. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say again, ask and it is given. Okay. Then let's, oh, she can carry some more. We'll throw some more shit her way. All right. We got gotcha. you. Everything go right ahead. But when I finally uh, was like, well, actually, no, you know, if, in, at least in a spiritual sense, I can depend on God. I can unload some of this stuff on, and he's, he's asking me to, but I'm just like, no, no, no. I just, I just have so much on my shoulders <laughs> and I'm just like, freaking out when he's literally just like, I mean, I can help you if you just maybe ask, you know? So in me kind of like alleviating some of those worries and like casting some of those worries onto him, it has allowed me to find peace again, to get back place of peace and, and rediscover my joy. I've been praying a lot about God, can I, you know, please help me to get my peace back. Please help me to get my joy back. The joy, you know, uh, that Shatila had before trauma stole it away. Like, please bring that back. And it has, it's, it's, it's slowly been coming back. So with my kids, I'm now finding that um, I'm able to laugh more. I'm able to play with them more. I'm able to have more patience with them. I'm able to to show them because that's something that's um, really big for me. You know, I don't want to just talk at my children. I don't want to just do this because I say so. I don't want to just force my will on their life. Like, I really want to um, teach them by showing them things, showing them how to treat people, showing them how to serve, showing them how to love God, right? I want to show them, but then also like I said, not forcing my will on this and this is who you're going to be and this is what you're going to do. Let me partner with God and let me, he's already put things in you. So it's my job to steward over you and to help bring that out of you. What he's already put in you to help me to cultivate that. But I have to be in tune. I, I can't just be distracted by life and, you know, so stressed out about bills that I can't see this opportunity that I have to, to cultivate and to grow this beautiful flower, you know, in a sense. Um, so that's how it's kind of changed the dynamic of with me and my children. And, and like I said, we just play more, like I'm more playful with it. Um, and it's just, it's been like a, a beautiful, we still have bad days. Of course, of course. They're at a great age, but I'm sure if you had a dollar for every time they asked why. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just why definitely retire soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, I definitely never want it to seem like, you know, I just have it all together, but I am proud of my progress. And and that's again also what I like about your message is your line that says the story is still being written. Every day is a work in progress. Every day. And it might be like, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Okay, all for all for whatever the reason is, and maybe it's not clear in the beginning. But you know, it's it's funny what you were saying about talking at the kids and everybody just wants to be seen and heard. And my kids are the greatest debaters ever. And they would really, you know, try and get their point across and to the point where it's exhausting. And then I have to call it. But, you know, I, you know, tell me why. And and some things that they wanted were not unreasonable, but they weren't the norm. Like if they wanted, I was a big proponent of, you could have ice cream before dinner. It doesn't matter what time we're going to have it. You're going to have it sometime in the day. So go ahead. I had an aunt that did that when I was small. I thought it was the greatest thing. So I always would, yeah, sure. You you want a hamburger for breakfast? Okay, fine. But you're going to eat it within this 24 hour day. Does it matter AM or P? Like there are so many bigger things to worry about. And when it starts over, you know, something as the first meal and it sets a tone for how the rest of the day is for everybody for everybody. So that's, it, it is important to, again, but these kids are definitely, they're master manipulators. They are, but they're also going to test just to see how far 
they can go? Where is the boundary? And then, you know, as parents, that's when we're like, okay, here's the line. Uh, you know, now I'm going to play the, the adult card because I'm in charge of your safety. And well, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do that right now. You know, come back and revisit it when you're older, but not right now. And again, they lived. Good news. So it's, but it's not, did I worry if they didn't like me that day? Oh, well, I still love them. It's fine. It's, you know, I didn't worry about what others might have said about my choices. Again, my kids, this is how we do it here. But that is something that when you're circling back to when you're, when you're in a good place, the energy in the house changes, the, you know, their behavior changes, everything. It's just, but it's hard to stay, you know, walking on rainbows and, and totally with a cup overflowing throughout the day. So talk to me about, let's say, do you have any, uh, I want to say morning routines, rituals, like I'm a big journaler, I'll meditate, I'm, I'm all morning, only because I got to get up early, I leave for work early, and at night, I'm just, I'm done, a little gratitude, bed, and, you know, repeat for the next day, what does your day look like? All of the place all over the place. I would love to be able to like, I have this morning routine and then this nighttime routine and whatever. And that's the thing. It's been so important for me to try to create structure for them because when I did, so this goes back to 2019. This is March of 2019. That's when I separated. When I was at the time I was still flying with Delta. Uh, I was on a maternity leave at that point, but I went back to flying right after that. So here I am. I have this five month old and like, you know, year, a little over a year, you know, one year old and I'm flying, I'm like gone three to four days a week. You know, I'm all over the road, like there in one city, like with my grandmother. And then I have to go to them and, and then drive back to another city for home and all over the place. Chaos, no, no schedule, no structure, no, no anything. Right. And this lasts for like an entire year. So we were just all over the place for an entire year. And it was, a, it was a really hard point. And then COVID hits, you know, so then they're in get daycare, but then they're not in daycare. And so it's been such a long time of just trying to create like routines and consistencies. And I feel like when we do try to create one, something shifts. And for whatever reason, it just knocks it all off. But one thing I have, very recently, at least been trying to do for myself is to spend the first 30 minutes of the day with God and the last 30 minutes of the day with God. Uh, that's very new. And sometimes it's hard. Like if I, my day doesn't end to 11 o'clock, you know, I'm like sitting in my prayer closet and I'm like, <laughs> like dozing off. <laughs> I'm like w wiped out, but I'm trying to stay, you know, committed to that, you know, and just, and, and make sure that I'm, putting him as a priority. Now is 30 minutes yourself imposed 30 minutes? Could it not be, you know, a five minute? Could it not be, especially at night, you can put your head on the pillow and before you, you know, close your eyes, a connect. I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah no, no, I definitely, no, it definitely is. I think when I first started out, I was like, I just want to be very intentional about this. And this is what I'm going to do just to create some consistency. But no, definitely on those days, sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm just going to like 10 minutes or whatever. But I would say that's the only thing more recently that I've been trying to do to stay like consistent at to at least try to give myself like that, like morning time, night time. And then, I mean, for them, I try to keep certain things like the time that we wake up, nap time, like bedtime, like certain chunks of the day. I try to keep a routine because I've realized that trying to trying to map it out like in 30 minute or an hour increments, I'm like, Tila, like you're setting yourself up for failure. Like you're dealing with toddlers here. Do you really think that they're gonna follow this routine to a T? You know, and I'll I'll try it too. But you have to, you have to try. You know, some things would stick and others again will be like, hmm, all right. You know, maybe maybe a tweak here or there, and and it's such a learning process. 
obviously not only for you trying to, you know, get a handle, I'll say, on your definition of a routine. You probably have one, but I think you could be a little kinder. It's, you know, it's because you're, because they're not in the military and it's not regimented. So it's not, oh yes, they nap at what it's, it might change. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is a work in progress for sure. So what else are you working on this year? I want to know more and where people can find you and all those things. Yeah. So, okay. What am I working on? I, um, and connecting with more um, wonderful people like you, um, just because I I had this idea of having a podcast, but then it's like once again it's like okay, just you know, stop trying to just pile stuff on your plate and just and just grab at things and just do things, you know. It's it's definitely a commitment because you yeah. you have to you want to optimally um, you do want to put out at least one episode a week so that. You, you build that following and, but I took a great course, Podcast Accelerator. It's an eight week course. I feel like I've heard yeah, about you've that. You've seen it, Michelle yeah. Serraro, right? Like Fantastic, very hard deadlines, definitely some hard love, definitely some tears. You have to break down a little before the growth comes and I couldn't be happier and I couldn't be prouder of myself that I actually did it. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. I was listening to that first episode. That's what it's all about. It's just about doing it. Yeah. You know, because we just get in our own way. You know, this is something I've been talking about for two years, but I also, uh, but I'm also a believer in when the time is right. You know, Mm -hmm. all of it, it all falls into place. I didn't, I literally, I'll say, saw it, uh, it, probably the Facebook ad, like, yeah, okay, let me listen to it. And then I start eight weeks, huh, that's okay. I could, yeah, no, I could do that. I didn't get a chance to overthink, which is a good thing. And usually that's always the better way. Yeah, so just like get yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're thinking of podcast. Go ahead, what else? Well, I was thinking about that, but um, right now it's just in connection with other people, like with podcasts. And just like share my story that way. So I'll definitely be, um, you know, just connecting with more um, podcasts and doing more interviews. Um, I finally had my that first was event. Fantastic. And so, Congratulations. Oh my God. Thank you. It was just like, wow, I did it. Um, but the, the, the lady that I, the event player that I was working with, she's just like, listen, come on, keep coming back. We'll keep hosting you here, you know? And it's been such a blessing. Like when I initially talked to someone about the building, they're like, oh yeah, it's 150 an hour. You know, I'm just like, okay, you know? But literally she came and she's like, you know what? I love this mission. Jesus place on your heart. You can use the building for free. You can keep coming back. And we will just wow. keep growing. And we'll just keep going. I like snacks and beverages. And I'm just like, this is like when I say it's nothing but God, oh, like wow, not, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One fifty an hour to yeah. three. Like, yeah. come on, <laughs> I could have talked into a He's better. Pretty you good. know, yeah. And and he told me that he would. He was like, just start. I'll provide a way. And I had forgotten that I had written that down. And so after she told me that, and I just like broke down, and I'm like, okay, God, you did say that you would provide. But anyway, so I'll be doing more of these like seminars or whatnot. But that's more people who are local to so like the um like Atlanta mm-hmm, area. Mm-hmm. So in that area definitely um out. But I'll be doing more of these like workshops and I don't know, maybe it'll evolve into virtual meetings. Well, I'm hosting a Bible study right now. So went through our first phase, our first nine week, and now we're going through a second nine week. But once again, that's also something more on a local basis. And then from there, I don't know, there is like an online course, like somewhere in the future, you know, I don't know. I, I already know I- there is for sure. Absolutely. That's why I'm, I'm just curious. So we'll have to, you'll have to keep us posted on, on when things are getting released and then come back again and talk about that. And, and the events, even though they're local to Atlanta and I do have people, uh, all over that do listen. I know, so I, I don't know if you have a schedule yet. I know it's still new, but if you were going to put out a schedule for some live events and the Bible study or what have you, where can our listeners find you at? Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is Instagram. 
It's Sheila Monet, C-H-A-T-E-L-A-M-O-N-A-E. That's the best place to connect with me. And if you want to know more information about like anything that I'm doing or, you know, whatever. That You'll have that link of, in your bio you know. on the gram? Yeah. Yeah, on, on the, the gram. gram. Yes. Listen to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're not, no, you're like, so him, right? <laughs> Listen, it's the fact that anybody who really like knows me, knows me, knows how technology and I, we, we just cross the street when we see each other coming because it's, it never really quite works. But one of the reasons I was so proud of myself with this thing is I had to like learn all these different programs and I had to upload this and I had to post it over here. Then I have to put the link on Insta and I'm like, Oh my goodness gracious. I am do I have a link tree? How do you do it? It's crazy. So uh, you know, I always say whatever you think you can't do, I, I've got to be the example that anything is possible because <laughs> I wrote the book on all of those things and now I did them. So yeah, never, never stop the dream, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. I love, I'm so happy we did this, no coincidence, on such a successful day for you. Yes, I am too. It really is just kind of like mark this day. And I know I can always go back and listen and be like, that was, that was, and I'm telling you, you're, you're lighting up the screen and you're just, it's just, I think I know it's just the beginning and I can't wait to follow your journey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for reaching out to me. I'm so proud of you and just going for it. I know like it's it's so easy to just be like, oh, you know, I'm past that or oh, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm this yeah. now. But you do it yeah. anyway. And I think Yeah. Never too old. Never too old. Yeah, ever. Ever, 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 ever for sure. Uh thank you again. And so I know you've enjoyed listening to today's talk. I know I have. So comments. We're going to get them. I want, if you want to know more, joyfoundhere.com. That's that website that you want to go to. And then as always, we appreciate your reviews, your rating, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your pods, it all counts. And thank you for your time. And thank you for sharing this little blessed time that we had. I love celebrating. Until the next time, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.